Welcome, Welcome to the Author Factor Podcast, the show for profitable insights and tips with business owners, entrepreneurs, and CEOs who use their nonfiction book to create the ultimate competitive advantage and grow their business. Grow their business. Grow their business. Here's your host, Amazon best-selling author and book publishing coach, Mike Capuzzi. Welcome to another profitable episode of the Author Factor Podcast. I'm Mike Capuzzi, and I want to thank you for joining us. My guest today is Genesis Amaris Kemp. Now, Genesis is a visionary coach, motivational speaker, and author. She desires to encourage others to help those who may not have a voice. And she's a trailblazer who wants others to live out their dreams, goals, and visions. Genesis is the author of the book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace. Genesis, welcome to the Author Factor Podcast. Thank you for having me, Mike. <laughs> it's such an honor. I appreciate this. And you and I were getting to know each other a little bit. It's, it's, we've got some common backgrounds and such, and it's, it's very cool to have you on here. And uh, I want to welcome you. So again, congratulations on your, is that your first book, correct? Yes. So the first book by myself, but I have three book collaborations I've done with other authors and a fourth one that is due to come out anytime this quarter. Very good. Congratulations on that. We'll have to talk about that if you don't mind. I'd love to hear more about that too during our talk. But, you know, I've got to ask you, and I, I realize it's not a question I ask, and if, if you're not comfortable, just let me know. But I, I, I love your name. Do you mind just, do you mind giving a little bit of background, like how you got that name? Is that okay? Yeah, sure. So um, my parents are, were, well, my dad um, passed in 2020. So, and my mom is still living. So my parents were very much religious and spiritual people. So Genesis is the first book of the Bible and it means beginning. And Amaris is also a biblical name. And I actually forgot the meaning of it. I did look it up because I wanted to know, but it has quickly, um, drawn me a blank right now, but they're both biblical names. And I think it's pretty cool to just, you know, be named something different and you kind of grow into your name or you grow out of your name. Mm. And we've seen that with um, celebrities or, you know, common people changing their name. Yeah. And, you know, it's actually, I didn't even think about this, but it's actually even appropriate for this conversation, right? It is the first book of the Bible. So it's, it's, it's even further reinforcement why, uh, you know, why this is a great interview today. So, well, that's, that's great. So let's, let's talk more about you. Before we jump into your, your corporate experience, tell us a bit about what you're doing today to help others, who you serve and how you serve them. So right now I have a podcast that I use to help others by bringing on different um, subject matter experts who complement the core pillars, which are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Those are the three main core pillars, while also I look out for guests that can complement the other parts of my passion area which is inclusion, diversity, equity, and belonging. And the reason why that's so important to me is because I'm first-generation American. So my dad was from Curaçao, so it's off the tip of Venezuela. And my mom is West Indian, so she's Caribbean descent. And just being born to two families who are multicultural, as well as having my in-laws who aren't um, African-American descent, come into my family, I think that's pretty cool. So it's definitely a sweet spot for me whenever I see my nieces and nephews who 
two of them are half white, two are half Indian, and one is truly African American, just part of the family. And I'm, I tell people a running joke, it's like we're the United Nations, you just <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of everything. Well, that's great. That's great. Let's talk about your book. Tell me more about why you wrote it, because I, I know there's a good story behind there, and who should read it, and, and what they'll get by reading it, Genesis. Yeah, so I wrote the book Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace. First, I'm going to start by unpacking the name, because some people are offended or thrown off by the name, and they say, why chocolate drop? And I said, well, I got tired of people saying, oh, she's black, or she's brown, or she's African-American, because my color does not define me, nor do I want to be placed inside of a box. So I said, what is something that's universal, that is irresistible, and you just can't have one bite? And I'm like, that's chocolate, because it comes in white chocolate, dark chocolate, milk chocolate, different variations, whether it's sweet, semi-sweet, bitter, or et cetera. <laughs> and who has ever just taken one bite out of a chocolate bar? No one. You have to have more than one bite. So I was like, it's irresistible. And then I put corporate America because I worked in corporate America for 15 years. But this book talks about my experience working for a particular Fortune 500 company. For the past seven and a half years, I was um, working in oil and gas. So I've been in oil and gas for 12 years out of the 15 years working in corporate. And then the subtitle, From the Pit to the Palace, means that in life we go through dark seasons. We all go through whether they're trials, tribulations, tests, lows, or whatnot. But it's after we go through those lows and we learn those life lessons that we come in to what each one of us has is our palace, which is tied to our success and our place of happiness. And it's going to look totally different for Mike versus me, Genesis. And that's okay because success for Mike may be totally different than what success is for me. Some people think of success as having the, the, the luxury car, the big house, healthy family, and et cetera. And other people are like, oh, having all the money in the bank. But what good is having all the money if you don't have the help to really enjoy your wealth? So that's a, um, a little bit around the name. And then it, for people, if they want to get a visual of the book, so I have a world on the background of my book. And it's to let people know that um, these issues don't just happen um, in America, but they happen worldwide, whether it's systemic racism, whether it's sexism, nepotism, ageism, or whatever. And there are various um, people on the cover of my book from all nationalities, as well as all industry professionals. Why? Because it takes all of us coming together and we all face challenges, whether they're at work or they're at home. But it's about talking about those challenges and see how we can help one another by intersecting and connecting the dots. But then I do want to paint a bigger picture here, Mike. So what I normally like to do is read the back of the book. And as I read the back of the book, I start off with two questions. And I want you to personally think about these two questions, Mike, and how it applies to you, whether it's personally or professionally. So it says, what challenges in the workplace have you encountered that left you feeling as if you were mistreated? Two. Have others who were unqualified seemingly pass you by in the ranks? In our daily lives, we are all faced with various trials, whether in the workforce or at home. However, 
When treated unfairly, it takes courage to stand and fight for what's right, no matter your race, nationality, ethnicity, or background, you can rise to be the game changer. When you use the power of your voice, you shake the atmosphere and cause a domino effect because others will choose to either follow suit or stand in solidarity. On the pages of Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, Genesis, that's me y'all, has chosen to speak up for not only minorities, but also anyone who has been slighted on the job in any way. From her personal testimony, you will learn how speaking up brought awareness so that long lasting change could be made. We do not win by remaining silent, overlooking injustice, and continuing to practice poor judgment. We win by standing together, engaging in those difficult conversations, and helping one another. Let's work together for, to create change for future generations to come. So it's not just about Genesis. It's not just about my story, but it's about how can all of us come together and share the narratives and share the experiences that we have faced going through our daily lives, being faced with challenges at work and looking for ways that we are more alike versus different. And how can we leave an imprint to drive an impact for change to come about? Because if we never talk about those situations, how do we expect for people to make changes? Well, Genesis, you know, I actually uh, got a copy of your book, and I was going through it because I wanted to learn more. I was very intrigued because I know you wrote this at a young age, you know, a fairly young age. So congratulations on that. But I, I, I jotted down a note here. There was one particular quote I just loved, um, and I, I believe I have it down verbatim. You, you said, you can't change the way people treat you, but you can shift the way people perceive you. Um, I think that was towards the end of your book. And I just, I remember just reading through that. I thought, that's, that's pretty profound. So, you know, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, though. You wrote this, or you at least were motivated to write this at a fairly young age, correct? Correct, yes, because I'm 30 now, and my book came out in May of 2020. So I was um, 27 when the book came out, getting ready to turn 28. And at the time my book came out, it was right around the time that my father got sick. So I couldn't really celebrate my book launch because I was so busy worrying about my father and I didn't want to be selfish. So I had to learn how to be selfless in that time because, you know, my dad was my biggest supporter, my number one advocate. So I had to, you know, quickly shift gears and help him. And you know, some of the themes that I was coming across was that people had similar stories, but they, they didn't want to speak up about it because they didn't want to be blackballed, they didn't want to be blacklisted, or they were afraid to lose their job, but then they would just suffer there in the agony. And I'm like, you spend the majority of your day at work. The most that you could do is be happy and enjoy where you spend the majority of your day. You spend more time with your coworkers than you do your family sometimes. Yes, that can be true for sure. So tell me a bit about, the book's a couple years old now. Mm -hmm. You know, can you share a story, whether it's, you know, specific to you or maybe even a reader story where it, the book itself has just made a big difference, whether it's in your own life, your own business, in a, in a reader's life that you know about? 
Yeah, so I'm going to share the story of Diedrich L. Moon and his daughter, Haley Moon. So when my book came out, I came in um, contact via social media with um, two authors. So one is the daughter. She was the first author, and she talked about how she overcame suicidal attempt at such a young age. She was bullied in elementary school as well as middle school. And from that experience, she launched her book. She launched her own clothing line and her business. And then when her father read my book, he um, shared his story with me and it was so profound. I'm like, you have to write a book. So finally he wrote a book called The Unexpected Journey, Fire and Goal. And he talked about how he faced something similar, but working for the US government and how hard that was. And then at the same time, he was a single father. So he had his daughter and his daughter was facing all this turmoil at school. So he needed to take time off and they weren't conducive to that because, you know, most most people nowadays have nannies or they have other caretakers to help with their children. So that led to him having a nervous breakdown and a whole bunch of other um, situations arose. And it got so bad that he went up against the Board of Education and they even got former President Barack Obama involved in their story. So there's letters that he shares in the back of his book of President Obama writing a letter, some um, the Board of Education, there, there were some legal battles, as well as him even getting dismissed from the US government. And, you know, then he went through some financial issues and stuff, but he said, you know what, if I would have never read your book, I wouldn't have had the courage to share my story. And I'm so glad he shared his story because as I was reading his book, I read it in a few hours. We were commuting from Dallas, Texas back to Houston, Texas. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just got to read more. And after I was reading, I was texting him and asking him questions. And he just kept telling me, just keep on reading, just keep on reading because it was that good. And I was like, wow, if my book just touched that one person, that one life, who else is it going to go on to touch? And there's different women that said, wow, you were telling my story, but for a young woman to just endure that and just be bold to share it, you know? Wow. You know, and that's, again, this podcast is meant to inspire others, Genesis, to, to write that book. And, um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of different books that people write. And we're, and we're talking nonfiction books typically business-oriented on this podcast. And, you know, some people are looking to sell their books, make money. Some people are trying to teach people how to do things. But I think your your book and your story comes from such a place of passion. And it's so, it is so neat to hear. And, and I always encourage people, listen, if you never write the book that's inside of you that you know you should write, it won't help people, right? It won't, it'll never help the person because it'll never get created. And uh, I think that should really warm your heart, you know there's other stories out there, you just don't know of them probably at this point, but just the fact that you motivated this gentleman to write that book and then sort of that domino effect is pretty profound. Yes, it, it's been amazing. And I actually had the pleasure to interview his daughter, who's now 14 years old. I interviewed her on my podcast and then I went back and when their other book came out, um, The Rules of a Little Boss, I interviewed both um, 
the father and the daughter because I think it's really cool because sometimes you don't get to see a powerful father-daughter connection because some people come from broken homes, but it doesn't matter if your mother's not there or your father's not there. What matters is you being bold and courageous to share your story because you never know how that's going to ignite and spark flames in someone else. And I tell people um, the other caveat too, when I wrote my book, I did not even own a laptop. So I wrote my entire book on my cell phone, Mike, in two months. And I used a notes app. And it wasn't until I needed to submit it to the publisher where she's like, no, 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 you can't send it like this. So my husband actually went out and bought me my first MacBook Air. And then I transferred everything. So I tell people nowadays, it's so easy to write a book, whether Mm -hmm. you do audio to text, whether you're writing it down on paper or whatnot, like don't let any limitation stop you from putting your story out there. Because the longer you wait to release your story, the longer that, um, your blessings are going to take because your story could be the one to save a life or change a life. Yep. I agree hundred percent Genesis. Absolutely. And I should also uh, let everyone know, I mean, your book, so we, myself, all, you know, my books that I write, the ones that we write for clients, they're short books. I call them short, helpful books. Uh, Shooks is what we call them. And I noticed your book is a short book though, right? It's under a hundred pages. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah. So the first edition, I think it's like one one oh five or something, and the next one's like maybe one seventeen. So it's a very easy read, and I made it um, in layman terms so everyone could understand it. Even though, like you know, there's different jargon that I could have used or other words from the oil and gas industry, but I wanted it to be accessible mm-hmm. and a quick read for anyone, whether you were in the industry or outside of the industry. I'm a fan, so I think it's uh, it's a very powerful strategy. So tell me how you're using the book. I know you're on, um, you have your own podcast. I know you're also a podcast guest, and I'm sure your book and being a book author is is helpful. That is there anything else, Genesis, that you're doing with your book that you want to talk about? So um, my one strategy with the book was just using it as my personal business card because, you know, business cards have faded out. But if you give somebody a book, they're like, oh, wow, it's something tangible that they can hold, that they'll open and they'll read. Whereas what happens to business cards, they end up in a junk drawer or they end up in trash. Or some people are nice, like sometimes when I get business cards, I'll connect with them on, you know, social media, LinkedIn, or I'll index them. But, you know, no one wants to take the time to do that. And then another thing that I did was I did a few courses online with my book where I talked about a few strategies that other people could use to level up in in their career or for some of my coaching clients, I did, I never thought I would be coaching people, but people are actually interested in how do you climb the corporate ladder? How do you take ownership of your career and et cetera. And I share my journey, how I started at the bottom, not just once, but twice in my career. The second time was as an administrative assistant. Then I went on to be a raw material coordinator for polypropylene, which means that I was sourcing all of the Um, raw chemical components that went into making PP, and PP is polypropylene, which is a form of plastics. Then after that, I transitioned into trade regulations and compliance work for another commodity, which is um, polyethylene, which is another grade of plastics. 
So just navigating through the ranks, starting so low as an administrative assistant, but ending up as that, and then having the company perks of a limo picking you up at your house to take you to the airport, Emerald Isle, different hotel stays, dinners, company credit card, and et cetera. It definitely takes some strategy. But while you're navigating those ranks, you don't have to compromise your morals and your values to get ahead. Great advice. Genesis, what about any word of warning, um, maybe something that you encountered while you were, you know, maybe one of your other, the other books you were collaborating on, this particular book, that you would just want to warn somebody about um, if, they were, if they haven't written their first book yet? So um, definitely when you go into the writing game, definitely understand the contracts that you're signing, whether you're going through a publishing house or you're self-publishing, because sometimes like the royalties that you get paid and if that publisher doesn't market the book and you have to do all the marketing, it doesn't make sense giving them a certain percentage upfront if you're doing all the work, because it's like they're sitting down getting an easy paycheck and I'm like, where do they do that at? So like I had to be bold with my publisher and I went back and negotiated my rates because I'm like, I'm doing all the promotion for my book. You're not even promoting it. so. I wanted a bigger slice of the pie, but knowing what I know now, I think my next book will probably be self-published so I could keep all of the rights and the money because it is my literary work and it does take a lot. But, you know, like I said, I was very young and it was my first book and I just was more concerned with putting the story out there to help other people who were going through something similar. Are you able or do you want to... um talk about the the book that you're working on now or would you rather wait? So the book that I'm working on now is in a collaboration with an author by the name of Chad Smith and we're sharing our various stories. Um, He has a podcast called the Battle Warrior Podcast and I think that's the extent of it that I could share because I did sign an agreement to not really publicize it until he gives me permission. But um, I definitely would say that it's it's been a fun journey because we both collaborated outside of the author space. We've been on each other's podcasts. We've talked about, you know, him going um, on his sobriety journey than some of the other incredible things that he's doing now and vice versa. And then we've also talked about race in in a bit because he is a Caucasian male and some of the things that he's witnessed are kind of similar to what I've, what I've, you know, witnessed and endured as an African-American woman. And I said, it's no different, no matter how we look, it just depends on how people treat you. But the most important thing is how you react to the treatment and how do you react to the situation to, you know, put yourself on a higher playing field and not necessarily stoop to their level. Genesis, as we get ready to wrap up here, I just want to, I'd love to hear your insight. I mean, you, you know, you've worked on a number of books. You're working on another book. I came up with the name, the author factor for this podcast, because I really believe in the power of sharing information through a book, um, what it can do for you as a book author you know, that is the author factor. I'd love to hear what, you, you know, what does the author factor mean to you in, in your world? So when I think of the author factor, I think of something that's multifaceted. I think authors come in all various forms and fashion. Um, it's a way to release your inner creativity and just pen your book. The factors can always be multiplied, but it could also be divided as well. But 
in order to get to that factor, you, you either need to add, subtract, multiply, or divide in order to find, you know, that number. But then there's always different ways of getting to the answer. And I think as authors, we all have our unique ways of putting literary pieces together to put out a message. And that message is the answer to someone else's problem. Hmm. Excellent. Excellent. I love it. A great way to end this. Genesis, that's a great, great, I'm going to make sure we uh, highlight that little soundbite there. So, Genesis, this has been great. I do appreciate your time. How can uh, folks who are listening get your book? How can they learn more about you? How can they learn about your podcast? So go to my website, which is genesisamariskemp.net. There are various tabs. There's a tab for the book, and I'm giving away the first chapter of my book for free. And then there's also a features and merchandise tab. And then you can find out more about my radio show that's internet-based that I do once a month. I have like at least 12 million people that tune in when I do it. And I've been doing it for a while now. I I started off as an intern before they brought me on as a real host. And it's been a pleasure um, doing that. And you you find out more about me. So (laughs) just check out my website. It's a one-stop shop. And for those on social media, I am on Instagram and Facebook primarily at Genesis Amaris Kemp. And then now I'm trying to tweet. So I'm definitely not a a Twitter expert. Twitter expert, but it's at Genesis A. Kemp. Very good. Well, Genesis, you're uh, wise beyond your years, so I'm impressed. Congratulations. Congratulations on what's everything coming um, in your life here in the the near future and in the years to come. So thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. And to my listeners, thank you. And if you found this podcast helpful, please help me grow by sharing with your network and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Till next time, this is Mike Capuzzi. Thank you for listening to the Author Factor Podcast. To learn more about Mike's unique short book publishing opportunities, please visit bitesizedbooks.com.